following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exciting episode right here inside the Jackal's Head. That's right, I am live once again, brought to you by PSN Radio and SoFlo Radio. Again, if you want to check out the podcast after the show is done, you can always look it up on angelespino.com. I want to thank everybody who's uh, nice and tucked in on this very, very quiet August 9th. 2020. Folks, if you're worried about the coronavirus or the COVID-19 or the Kung Flu or the China bug, the beer bug, whatever you want to name it, whatever you want to call it, I hope that the next couple hours will ease some of your very, very, very worried minds. We're all in this together, as I keep hearing. We all have to do this together as a society. We're all locked in. We're all locked up. It feels like prison, but with a little bit more liberties. And uh, this week has been uh, a, a, a plethora of news that's come around uh, from Congress to the White House. Directly from the president, we have a, a stimulus package which we're going to talk about pretty soon. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things tonight, but the reason we inter- we inter- the, uh, or introduced the show tonight with spooky Western music was because, folks, it's becoming the wild, wild west all over again. Yes, folks, we're in the uh, battle for not only our country, not only our democracy, not only for our soul, but we're in a battle with time. Time is of the essence. We only have a few months before the election, and it doesn't matter what paragram you fall into. It doesn't matter what statistic you're in. It doesn't matter what race you are, what sexual orientation you are. It's become very clear that we all need to stand behind our current president, Donald Trump, because, to be honest with you folks, the liberal left has lost her mind. They've gone crazy. Some would say they've gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now, I myself, as a lot of folks who have been listening for years here, know that I used to be a, a eh, somewhat liberal. I did register Democrat when I was able to register. I voted Democrat my entire uh, uh, voting life until 2016, where I went. I crossed that line, and I voted for Trump. Why did I do that? Because I started to smell the junk coming from the liberal left. I started to see for myself the lies in the media. I started to ask certain questions that they don't want you to ask. Like, health care for all, Obamacare. Why did he lie about keeping our coverage? I fell into that trap. I thought Obamacare was going to be a good thing. I lost my coverage. Not only did I lose my coverage, when I tried to renew it, I couldn't keep 
my initial uh, doctors, like Obama said I would be. And not only that, to make matters worse, it tripled in cost to the point I couldn't afford it. Now, this all happened to me when I was dealing with my mother's health issues, who, by the way, also got marked thanks to Obamacare. She was uh, receiving certain uh, treatments along with the chemo and and uh, other treatments for her cancer, and uh, she was getting chemotherapy, um, radiation treatment, you know, a few other things, and there were some experimental things they were doing uh, to patients in her clinic, which, given that she was stage four, and, you know, she really had full developed cancer at this point, she fell under these treatments before Obamacare hit. Um, once Obamacare hit, she was no longer covered. So literally, medicine that was going to prolong her life because she was uh, sadly at a stage where nothing was going to save her 100%. But if we could have kept her around for another year or two, maybe three, that's a lifetime when you're talking about a parent. That's a lifetime when you're talking about somebody's life. And I had to see my mother pass away because of regulations put in because of Obamacare. So when people ask me, well, why are you so against Obama now if you voted for the guy? He affected me directly, folks. It's not just that my ideology changed. I became really woke because of what happened. And a lot of folks don't get really, really woke. I didn't ask you to understand that. Thank you very much. Let me turn my phone off. I said woke and my phone went crazy. Go figure. Uh, And the volume was off and it still, I don't know if you guys heard that properly, but it still answered, I didn't understand that. Even though I didn't ask any questions of your phone. Turn that off. Which leads uh, to another thing here. I saw a video on YouTube a couple of days ago, and uh, it, you know, the phone just kind of triggered this uh, this memory. This was about a week ago, and uh, you guys, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but it was very spooky. Uh, I had a guy who was uh, opening up a quarter. I don't know if you could even do that. Apparently, some of uh, you know the uh, the mint quarters that we have in circulation. Apparently, he claims has a uh, chip in it, and he goes through a process with dry ice and fire and how to, like, you know, hit the corners of the quarter with dry ice and whatnot, and it, uh, I mean, the video looks pretty real, where it splits the quarter in half and it opens up, you can kind of see a little SD cart in the middle of it. Now, while the video looked real... On further inspection, I've seen other videos, uh, and there is a magic quarter which opens up in the middle. You can put, you know, little things like a micro SD card. They sell that shit at the magic shop. So I don't know if this is what the guy was using, and it was all a, a big lie or a big, you know, wannabe hoax. But the video is on YouTube. Uh, it's interesting in itself. He does go through a process with dry eyes. He has the, the, you know, he has dry ice in the video. I mean, uh, unless it's a, 
a big chunk of ice and it's just you know regular ice but it looks like dry ice he has gloves on he has the fire he does the whole routine it looks pretty authentic but again it could just be an illusion or a magic act he doesn't claim to be a magician but who knows speaking of magicians uh the president pulled a magic trick out of his rabbit hat uh this uh last couple of days where he signed an executive order handing out uh, money needed to a lot of folks in the country who are right now are facing eviction, facing all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, this is uh, on the heels of uh, Congress and the Senate not being able to reach an agreement over the deadline, which is, uh, I guess, Friday or it was uh, Saturday or Friday of this past week. They couldn't reach an agreement. They kept, you know, butting heads because Nancy Pelosi wants to add about $2 trillion worth of the greed New Deal. The greedy New Deal. <laughs> very green, very greedy. But she wants to add this uh, nonsensical uh, add ons, which does nothing for the current situation we're in with the coronavirus. It does absolutely nothing. It feeds schools that are refusing to open up unless you defund the police. So, in other words, it feeds money to people that want to defund the police. I'm not for defunding the police. In fact, we need to, you know, put our foot down with some of these individuals who are completely running amok thinking that they run shit when they really don't. Now, if you don't want to teach kids, if you don't want to do your job as a teacher, guess what? You're going to lose your job. And other people are going to replace you and they're going to become school teachers. It's that simple. It's time for people to stop acting like babies, wanting everything they want. I want it now to fund the police. Gotta have it. I mean, do you understand how stupid of, a, of an idea that is? To defund the police department. To. Not only defund, because a lot of these people are not just defunding the police. No, 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 no. These people want to completely destroy America. And now you're, I know you're saying, oh, come on, you're exaggerating, Angel. Jackal? Come on, there's no way that's the, the agenda. Folks, I kid you not. This is the exact agenda this is exactly what they want to do they don't care about democracy they don't care about capitalism they don't care about the republic of this country they don't care about the states they don't care about the people they don't care about the infrastructure these people want to destroy this country they want to take away the police, they want to take away our rights to bear arms, they want to take away our freedom of speech. They want to remove everything that we know that is America. And I'm talking about the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslims that are all over the place. Look, look I'm not trying to be xenophobic or racist or bigoted or anything when I talk about people that are not Cubans. Okay, I'm a Cuban, white Cuban guy. When I say uh, Muslims, I'm not talking about like one sect of Muslims. I'm talking about Muslim extremists who are here to do the most harm. Unfortunately, the majority of Muslims are extremists and the majority of them have an agenda to not 
assimilate into the culture to take over the culture of the United States, to replace the culture, to take away the police departments, to take away our court systems, to take away our laws and replace them with Sharia law, replace them with what they want to see. And I recently made a very interesting correlation in my mind that I'm going to get to in a little bit. I have also a few clips I want to play. One of them is uh, Making America Muslim. And this is, uh, again, don't take my word for it when I say that this is what they want. Listen to it for yourself. Okay, this is an old clip. It's about five, almost six minutes long. But I'm going to play this in a second here because I, I want to, you know, set up the not just a conversation within yourselves that are listening to this, but I, I want to really make sure the entire spectrum of anybody who listens to my show understands this is not a racial thing anymore. This is an ideology, a religious takeover of a country by people who have no patience or love for anything other than the destruction of the West and the Prophet Muhammad's ideology and failed Sharia law state. They want to implement Sharia law here. Do you understand what will happen if they implement Sharia law? For, you know, the folks who listen to Soulful Radio, you know, we have a transgender person who we broadcast on here named Booker Brittany Summers, formerly Booker Bryan. And, you know, I, I love Booker Bryan, Booker, you know, Brittany Summers. I, I have nothing but uh, a lot of love for this person because I've been a fan for a long time. And, yeah, uh, he became a she. You know, he's transgendered into a woman. I have no issues with that personally. Myself, hey, more power to you. But I listen to some of the uh, the broadcasts, and I scratch my bald head when I sit back and I, and I hear a person who's transgender so aligned to the extreme left, which are completely aligned to Muslims who are trying to destroy our country without any clue, I guess, that in Muslim countries... A person like Brittany Summers or Book of Brit would literally lose her head just for being transgender. They would cut her head off. She would be beheaded because he became a she. But yet here in America, eh, it's all good. You know, we you know they are completely behind Black Lives Matter and Tifa and all these. Muslim brotherhoods that are running the socialist democrats, the young jerks or Turks of uh, YouTube. I mean, these are people that are all aligned with the with the Hillary Clinton Foundation, with uh, nasty Nancy Pelosi, Jerry Sh- Schumer, and uh, Jerry Nadler, who doesn't even want to acknowledge the fact that Antifa is real. They, don't, they do not even want to acknowledge that. Now, I have no guests in the second hour, 
Uh, so I have uh, a few clips I'm going to get to. Like I said, I have uh, st- uh, some stuff from the uh, Meet the Press where uh, Pete Navarro uh, from here uh, in my home state was on. And uh, he broke down the uh, executive uh, decision by the president to, you know, help the people that need to help. Okay, and uh, that that's going to be played in a little bit. also have Hillary Clinton who just would not shut her goddamn mouth. Remember, this is the woman who has blamed everybody but herself for losing the election. Everybody's at fault. Except for Hillary. You know, she can never take blame. It's never her fault. Have you guys not noticed that uh, that in 2015, right? Now, follow along here. 2015, we had the question if Donald Trump was to lose will he concede and walk away and his answer was a very logical well I'll have to wait and see what the outcome is very logical I mean there's absolutely nothing wrong with that answer it's the answer I personally would have given because I'm not just going to say yeah of course I'd walk away no 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 you have to prove to me that you know that I lost. That's the way these things work, right? It has to be proven. So he's not gonna say, oh, "Of course," because then they can just rig it and he'll walk away, right? So he gave a logical answer. Well, we'll wait and see what happens. They went ballistic. Oh, you see, he'll never walk away. They said he's gonna be a dictator. They claimed, right? Now, who's acting like the dictator? Is it Donald Trump? Or is it Hillary Clinton where four years later she's still blaming everybody but herself? She's still trashing Trump. She's still out there asking why she didn't win. She that she still doesn't understand that the fact that Trump wins the election is solely because of the Obama years and her running to be president. It was a complete rejection by the majority of this country. She seems either too incompetent, stupid, or maybe both. Uh, They're about the same thing, really incompetent and stupid. But she's either completely ignorant to a, a fact that nobody likes her. It's just like this woman doesn't want to understand that. So in that we have now the issues we have with her not wanting to go away and again they're now starting to set up this evil conspiracy that well the president doesn't want to have mail-in ballots because he is going to rig the election with Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. The evil boogeyman. Which I don't seem to understand because Russia, I mean, yeah, the USSR was a terrible thing. And the same people that are, you know, trashing Trump for years now saying, oh, he's conspired with Russia, right? Why are they not mad at Bernie, who honeymooned in the USSR, who is friendly with Putin? who goes to Russia often, 
was dealings in Russia, who is friends with the Castro regime, who has been to Cuba, who's a socialist country, by the way. My country, I was born there. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Cuba. And Bernie gets away with all that junk. He's defended the Castros. He's defended communism. Nobody blinks an eye. Right? Joe Biden, they call him Joe China. Why? Because he does dealings with China, makes hundreds of millions of dollars. Nobody wants to say anything about it. Shh. He gets Hunter, his son, a job working for Burisma, making hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Right? We know this. Then he gets a guy who's uh, looking into it, into corruption. He gets him fired, prosecutor. Right? The left doesn't want to discuss that. In fact, not only do they not want to discuss it, they make him the, the nominee for Democrat for president this year. Not only do they not want to acknowledge facts, they project and say the president is the one who's corrupt in dealing with the Russians. They, don't, they even question the president. Why do you call it the Kung Flu? Why do you keep calling it the China virus? You stupid twit. Because it came from China. It's not racist to call it you know, a, a virus that came from a certain location. This has been done before. <laughs> you know, it's like these people are so hypocritical and the conspiracies, oh my goodness. It's like one after the other. I mean, it's been four years of nothing but left lies and people just eating it up. And I feel bad for people like uh, Britney Summers because they seem so completely lost in translation when it comes to simple facts on who the bad guys are and who the good guys are here. And where the middle of the ground is. You see, myself for a long time, even before I voted for Obama, I've been saying that what this country needs is a person to come in who is not a career politician. Who is not a lawyer. Who is a business person who could come in, be president, deal with other countries in a business mind manner, and really take advantage of them business-wise and trade-wise because we have been getting raped for decades from China from all over the world and when we get Trump who's actually doing that the left loses their flipping mind why? because it goes against their narrative which has been pushing towards a one world government a total takeover of this country and the planet make it no secret guys this is you know not just me uh, spewing shit out of my mouth this is what we see every country in this world right now in some sort of political turmoil people are starting to wake up to this tyrannical takeover by the players behind the scenes, which are being orchestrated by the George Soros of the world, the brother uh, Muslim Brotherhoods of the world, 
the Democratic Socialist of the world, the Communist Party of China of the world. Now you may ask, well, why are they doing this? Besides the, you know, the obvious takeover of the planet. Why is China so heavily involved with releasing the virus? Why them? Well, because China wants to be the number one super player. Or superpower, sorry. They want to become the number one superpower. And to do that, I go back to the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! To be the man, you have to beat the man. And China is right now trying to beat the man, which is the United States of America. Make no mistake about it. That's what this is. This is a power play. And unless we group up and really see the light at the end of the tunnel, folks, we're going to lose not only the country, we're going to lose the planet. And if you think that this uh, little failed experiment by the left that's called 2020 Corona Year is uh, bad now, it's only going to get worse if Biden wins. The guy is senile. He's lost his marbles. I mean, not that he ever had many to begin with. But if you think if you think about this really hard, who's going to really run this country? It won't be Joe Biden. It's going to be the vice president he picks. Who is that going to be? Kamala Harris? Stacey Abrams? I mean, do you want any of these women involved with politics? Kamala Harris, who can't even lie straight, misses I smoked uh, weed in the, uh, in the early 80s when Tupac and Snoop were rapping, even though they were like 10 and 11 at the time when she was saying this. You know, and they weren't even making music. I mean, at least they were like crisscross making music since, say, you know, they were kids is one thing, but that wasn't even the case. So not only is she a, a you know, a dog-faced pony liar, as uh, Joe Biden would say, but none of it makes any sense. It's all, you know, Kamala Harris is a liar. Elizabeth Warren and her Pocahontas fairy tale is a liar. I mean, she's been proven a liar for many, many different things. Not just the Pocahontas stuff. That's all, that's funny in itself. But the fact that she said she got fired from her job because she was pregnant, that was a lie. She took money and grants to be able to go to college as a Native American and literally took money from the hands of people who deserved it. And used it for herself. She's made millions uh, in her greed for over, you know, decades now. I mean, she's a career politician and a career liar. So for those of you out there who have been saying for years, I hate career politicians. I hate all these, you know, Congress people and senators. But yet, you want Biden to win? And you're against Trump? Really? What the hell's wrong with you? What are you people smoking? You can't have it both ways. You can't say, I hate career politicians, and they want to vote for the career politician. When you have a person who is not a career politician, who his first three years had the economy rolling like a well-oiled machine. And the only reason we're in the condition we're in right now is because China, the same country that the left is bowing down to and opening their butt cheeks to, right? 
the same country that they bow down to is the one that he's against. And you want to vote for the guy who is open to you know advancing China and Joe Biden, who's openly said that a, a, a China that is prosperous is good for us? Are you kidding me? Have you not seen the atrocities with the Fulong Gong and with the Uyghur uh, Muslims that, that, that happened over in China? I mean, for our African-American friends here in the U.S. who listen to the show, uh, you know, but the detox who's not here right now, he, he should be, but he's not. Um, you know, for anybody else who listens then who's uh, African-American or black uh, or even, you know, Haitian-American or, or whatever, you know, it, you have to understand that Biden has put more black men in prison since the 70s than any other person in Congress or the Senate. He's been around for 40, almost 50 years involved in politics. That's a career politician, folks. He spent 45 years within Congress as a senator or, you know, in, in a seat in Congress doing that. He spent eight years in the White House with Obama. He never did anything for anybody but himself. In all that time, he never fixed shit. But now, now he wants to fix it. Now that he can't even make a coherent sentence and and actually have a, a clear, focused thought is when he wants to fix things. Now we got a, you know, a, a guy who wants to do something. If he had the answers, why didn't he tell Obama? In fact, if everything was good under Obama, what well, does he have to change anything? Does that just mean we're going to go right back to the Obama era, which screwed up the entire country, which divided the country more? Is he going to pass another crime bill and put more, more black people in, in prison, which is what he did? Remember, guys, this is the guy who in 1993 set up a crime bill that literally targeted African-American males. And his agenda was to put black men in prison, tear black homes apart. Now, connect that with Planned Parenthood and everything else that the left has done over decades to destroy the black community. And you wonder... Why the hood stays the way it is. And you wonder why gang banging and gang members stay the way they are. Because they're being empowered by the same Democrats who every four years begs them for their votes and then does absolutely nothing for them. And then they go on video saying the president's a racist because he shut down flights uh, trying to warn us over a deadly bug to something possibly kill the hundreds of thousands of people in the U.S. alone. Okay? They call him a racist, call him a xenophobe, a month after he shut down flights. Nancy Pelosi on video, Joe Biden on video, saying, don't listen to the president, he's crazy, he's a racist. A month later, not a week later, not a day later, a month later. And now they want to say, well, he didn't act fast enough, I mean... Really? A month before he was warning us. And you guys are playing the the ice cream game. I like chocolate, and I have chocolate ice cream, and $24,000 worth of chocolate. Shut your mouth, Nancy Pelosi. 
She's the last person on the planet that should be opening her trap and talking about anything. She is responsible for more people in her district dying from drug overdose than possibly anybody because she's done nothing for the people in the city of San Francisco. She has done nothing as Speaker of the House but trash the President. That's all she's done for four years. And damn it, I, I wish I never had to say this in my life, but the moment that she croaks, I think I'm going to throw a party. Because she is evil. It's almost to the point where, like, when Fidel Castro died, I was literally jumping for joy because that man was evil. And I, I swear to you, this woman is corrupt. She is evil. You cannot ask her any questions because she would completely trash you. And she's just to say, I'm prayful that my dentures won't fall off. But I am prayful that you're completely wrong and I'm right. That's basically her answer every time. She's prayful for you. She prays a lot. Doesn't know the Bible, apparently, but she prays all the goddamn time. Praying does not help Nancy Pelosi's dentures. But I wonder if she prays for all the right reasons. Does she pray really for our country? Does she really pray that we are, we're not taken over by the Muslims? Because that's what's happening, folks. Now, this is the audio I was uh, telling you I was going to play. This is in their own words. This is not new. This is a couple of uh, years old. Uh, I think it's over a decade old, actually. Maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe it's a couple of decades right now. This is their long-term plan for this country. And I want you to listen to this. Important areas that Muslims have to address. And while our objective, our final objective, is not just to become part of the system that we experience now and that we see, our objective, our final objective, is to create our own Islamic systems and not only create Islamic systems for Muslims, but to look at all the other people who are sharing this country with us as potential Muslims. And if we look at them as potential Muslims and feel that we have the obligation, which Allah has told us, to try to bring them into the same style of thinking, into the same uh, way of behaving, into the same objectives that we have, then we have to have some way that we can communicate with them and some way we can work with them. And in that long-range process of making America Muslim, all of America Muslim, then we have to have some actual short-range goals. We have to have some way of dealing with them and know how we're going to deal with them and in which ways and be very calculated about it, or else we will not accomplish our goals. Well, I've always brought my children up, alhamdulillah, to think of themselves first, last, and always as Muslim. My little daughter, who's in second grade, kept saying to her teacher, I'm not American, I'm Muslim. And after a while, I, I started getting notes coming home saying, what does she mean? You know? And I got the same sort of notes from the school where we were overseas in a Muslim country, so-called Muslim country. The principal said, what does she mean? And she was in a Muslim country. And they would say, well, you're American, right? She said, no, I'm Muslim. And the principal here said the same thing. That shows that we have similar kinds of problems in approaching the field of education, whether we're living in a so-called Muslim country or whether we're living here in the United States.
we should be involved. We should be involved at every level, the local level, the county level, the state level, the national level, and the international level. How are we going to be involved? We want to be involved as a distinct Islamic entity. And I say Islamic and not Muslim because there are lots of Muslims running around who don't even know what their agenda is and who start defining their agenda through the eyes of non-Muslims. So that I want to say Islamic. And if we are Islamic individuals and we come to our, our relationship and our connection with the public school system as Islamic individuals, then we will not be part of the great what they call American melting pot. We do not want to melt into American society and disappear. We want to go into American society with Islamic ideals and revamp their thinking. We want to revamp them. We want to turn them into Muslim individuals. When we do something, we choose what we do and we do the amount of work that we know we can carry on consistently. The Prophet said he likes us to be involved in consistent work. He doesn't like us to start something and drop it. He wants us to start something and continue with it. There are certain obstacles. Muslims have a lot of character building to do before they can even begin to communicate with the larger society. Muslims are lazy, they're late, they, play, they like to argue with each other, they like to fight with each other more than they fight with non-Muslims. They have an inability to analyze and synthesize ideas. They're not solution-oriented, they're problem-oriented. Um, and they have a real problem with constructive criticism, and they have even a greater problem if that constructive criticism comes from women. We should try to be on the book review committees. Um, there are, there are um, uh, uh, book review committees for every type of subject, for the social studies books, for the literature books. Muslims need to join those book review committees and see what they're writing and have an input into how the curriculum will be. The book companies do listen to these book review committees and they have to adjust because if they don't, they won't be bought for that school system. We should join teachers unions and encourage Muslim children to be teachers. We need, inshallah, in the future to develop a National Muslim Council of Education. There you go, folks. Uh, you heard it for yourself. In their own words, that's the long-term plan for the Muslim takeover of America. Now, I'm joined by my good friend Kaiser of Kaiser Talk Radio, Kaiser's Castle, right here on PSN Radio, who wants to drop his uh, two cents into what I'm talking about tonight. Kaiser, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, how's it going there? Uh, tonight, I just called in because you hit several triggers of mine. Kamala Harris. Uh, mm -hmm. She was an advocate for putting young black men in prison. That's Indeed, she was. Yep. And uh, Biden, you were not lying. He wrote. People forget. They don't understand. Notice how quickly the Patriot Act went into effect. Mm -hmm. There happened to be a young senator by the name of Biden, Joe Biden, who helped author that. Correct. And he was also best friends with another Democrat, Byrd, Senator mm -hmm. Byrd, from yep. down in West by God, Virginia, who was a grand legal. That's a recruiter for the Ku Klux Klan. And nothing to be mistaken, because a lot of people think he was a grand wizard. He wasn't a grand wizard, but he was a, a main recruiter of the Klan, and a heavy, heavy member. I mean, I'm talking about, like, this guy was deep within the Klan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he even spoke at his eulogy. 
But yeah, he's a good man for the black man and for the Hispanic. Yeah, and yeah, you know he's deep into the Chinese. Look, his son got what was it fifty billion or million? I can't remember now. They get the B's and the M's get all <laughs> confusing with that family. But the you know, B's and the M's aren't just for bowel movements. No, 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 no. It, it really isn't when it comes to the uh, the bunch uh but you know it, it's funny because the left does not acknowledge anything i saw an interview with biden recently and he you know obviously every interview is like a, a gaff a second like the guy can uh make a sentence to save his life and properly express any thought because he has no thought right now he's just going on like whatever comes to mind at this point like he has no clear conscious uh focused train of thought anymore it's just whatever jumps at you know out of his lips basically and uh it's funny the way they they cookie cut around issues with him they treat him more nice and gentle they never really give him a, an honest question or, an, or a hard question for that but yet when he does get one that is kind of like a little bit too much for him he has these official meltdowns like with uh uh, Shemalam, the the, uh, the god, who just asked them, you know, very innocent questions and, uh, you know, stuff that if I was a black man in this country, I'd want to know whether this, uh, this guy who I'm going to vote for, what his agendas are. And instead of just answering, he goes on some diatribe of like, well, look, man, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Oh, yeah. He did that with the quickness to Charlemagne the, <laughs> the god. Yeah, That's Charlemagne black. the god. Yeah, and and he he's done that a lot. I mean, just like with the Hispanics, he's writing off the Cubans. He said that Latinos, unlike black people, now think about this. Now, with all the way through the Crusades, Moors uh-huh. traveled all over the world. You know, that's what they used to call people of African descent. And correct, yeah. Back in the day, there were Moorish people, mm-hmm. and the the last people with the last name Moor are actually descendants. Whether you're white or black, you have black in you. Literally, you have black blood. That's just normal. And I think every American does. I don't think there's not a person... Well, it, it, if, we, if we follow the uh, the law of evolution, we all came from Africa, right? So we're, we're yeah, all African. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, getting back to the point, I don't want to do a Biden and go off track, but getting back to the point... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Pelosi, when you brought her up, people forget, uh, and you guys can all look this up and have fun looking it up online. Uh, type in, I think it's Chevrolet, Nancy Pelosi modeling for Chevrolets back in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. Can't remember the exact time frame. But, yeah, she was hawking that ass for Chevys. And before that, her daddy, you talked about, uh, that's when she went to Cali, by the way, Um her daddy was a mafia don in Baltimore, Maryland. Correct. So yep. he, he, you remember, I'm half Dago. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a fact, Sicilian to be exact. I know my mafia lines. And uh, he, was a, he was a don down there in Baltimore. She goes over there. That's how he's politically connected. She didn't get the politics without daddy's money and daddy's <clears throat> political mafia-tied influence into the unions. And she has let San Francisco and California go down to shitter because she doesn't have a tie to it. She's a Marxist. And, and here's the problem. 
the Marxists are so clueless. This is why the left's so disjointed right now, and people don't understand. And why you have a normal liberal like Tim Pool or Dave Rubin leaving the Democrats right now because the Marxists that we're in were always able to keep a cool head and be mellow, except for morons. But those morons also were usually malice. So you're not looking at these young people have been indoctrinated into Maoism, not Marxism. Even though their professors may have been Marxist, they have radical Maoist. And, and the Chinese, I love how the Chinese keep getting drawn into it because it's true. Every college has a Confucian center. Every college now in America. That's right. why Trump's yep. been sweeping them up. And people forget. Even China and... Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, a matter of fact, they found money from China and from uh, the, now the Kurds that I worked with in Iraq, they were decent. They were just a minority Muslim people, okay? The Syrian Kurds are Maoist revolutionaries. Antifa has sent numerous people over to train with the Kurds, the, the Syrian Kurds. So they are indoctrinated also in the field of battle. So this stuff that you're seeing, this is coming right out of their handbook, RAM. It's revolutionary, uh, I can't remember the A, movement. It, it'll come to me. You know, all these acronyms uh, bumble fuck in my mind. But uh, revolutionary action movement. And uh, that's basically what the uh, Maoist, over there in uh, the Kurds, are practicing. So all this does jumble together. And it, like you said earlier, if you want to beat a man, you got to beat the man. And that's what they're trying to do yep. right now. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. This is, uh, again, it's not my words. This is their words. They're trying to destroy this country, take over this country. And the only way you do that, the only way you become a superpower is you got to beat them into submission. you got to destroy the infrastructure. That's exactly what they're doing. They're beating the man to become the man. And this is all orchestrated by China, by the left, by by powers that are beyond our, our even understanding because they're so much wealthier than a billion dollars. We're talking about people with trillions of dollars, uh, not just in dollars, in cents, but in all kinds of gold, you know, uh, currencies with real power and, and real wealth. I mean, if you think Donald Trump is wealthy or rich, he is nothing compared to the people he's fighting against when it comes to wealth. He's a piker compared to Soros. And Correct. Alexander Soros, everybody talks about the Tides Foundation, Alexander Soros's monies, and, and this is no joke, I had all my notes from a show I did a long time ago, and uh, I deep-delved into this stuff. And basically, Alexander Soros's quote-unquote, jump off is trends of society so that's what his is instead of to the open society his is now the trends of society and uh the people behind uh biden right now that's the people you need to look at and i've talked about this it's the big tech former guru a lot of these are former gurus eric schmidt former google ceo reed hoffman he was the leaked in founder dustin 
Moskovitz, co-founder of Facebook, Marine Pal Jobs, notice that last name, the wife of the late Steve Jobs. They're all strategically mm-hmm. linked to support Biden, equaling he's their puppet. And people forget, I've done this show, too, about Eric Schmidt. Yep. People ought to remember Schmidt. His line comes from old East Germany, just like Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, American people, they, their mind thought is not, it's too short. They can't remember what's, now I have the exact opposite. The new information I dump just because of the stuff that I have in my mind from back then that is always popping up. When I see a name, when I see something pop, I'm like, I know that. I know where that comes from, and then I'm, I'm using this computer in my mind, and it remembers it. But you guys can all look up and replay this, and you'll find everything I said was fact. I've not, dis, I've not made something up, didn't come out of whole cloth. It's there. Bader Meinhof Group, <clears throat> all those factions back in the day, just like you had the uh, Weather Underground, you had uh, the May seventh, May nineteenth organization that was also tied into uh, um, Lisa Rosenberg's group, which was a lesbian. It was the only lesbian terrorist organization. She went to prison and was also given release. She's funding Black Lives Matter, but she's also trickling the money. I believe we talked about this last show. Uh, she's trickling the money out to uh, Blue, uh, Think Blue. Act Blue, the real Act, Act Blue. Act Blue, Act Blue. Right, right. you keep saying Think Blue, it's Act Blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I told you, the new information, I dump parts of it, but I, I remember the basis of it. So I'm glad you're there to correct me on that. But that these are facts, folks. Look them up, man. And, and very little, as a matter of fact, some of the founders of Black Lives Matter have jumped off because it's become a Maoist organization. And you can find some of the founders that have maintained since it began that it was a Maoist organization. Oh, I mean, you, you have to look no further than people like Sean King, for example. Uh, I mean, this dude, uh, uh, he's first of all, he's not black. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's light, bright, and white. Right. I mean, there's not a black inch within this person's body, but yet he is taking over the culture uh, literally by claiming that he is black, even though his parents said, uh, yeah, no, not not black at all. Uh, But he swears he's black. Um, He married a black woman, right? So I guess that makes him kind of black. Uh, She is a, a heavy, heavy socialist, which... Ironically enough, so is he, and uh, you know he has the the young, you know, taped up haircut, so he kind of like fits the mold. He has kind of like that Hitler esque mustache. You noticed that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And one thing yeah. that's funny about him, very Hitler like, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's also, if you notice, him and Rachel Dolezal, the white girl that uses a lot of tanning. Uh, that yeah, says she's the other black. Ones. Yeah, she. She kind of looks like his sister in a way. But when you see their normal pictures from when they were white, they look exactly like the little bumpkins they are. And and that's the whole thing, man. It's people pretending to be something they're not. And it's an absolute joke to me. 
But does it really shock you? We live in a society where, uh, you know, you're applauded for having a delusional mind, for thinking that you're a, a woman when you're really a man, or that you're a man when you're really a woman, or that you're this when you're really that, or that you're black when you're white, that you're white when you're black. People are so confused of who they are. Uh, does it shock you that that this happens? Not really. I mean, shoot, I think we've known each other since 2007, so what's that, 13 years? So let me think. You've always known I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. You know, I, I just don't understand how people can't just accept who and what they are in, at face value to you. So it just makes me laugh, dude. I mean, all this stuff, if it wasn't serious and really going to affect our nation, and I mean this, folks, I hopefully you understand uh, the tenor, the joke is leading into a serious point. Um, this nation is at a crossroads. Yep. And there's never been a vote that's going to be more consequential than this next election cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, they say every few year, every uh, four years, they uh, they say this is a very important election. This election could be the one that you know defines a generation. Actually, they've been saying that for like several decades. I really think this one might be that election because right now we're not just uh talking conspiracy we're literally seeing in congress the left not only loses shit over the president uh who he is and in, in over the 2016 election that they can't let go of not only is it just that because they want to just you know some people just think it's that but we're literally seeing them openly admit that what they want to do is spread Sharia law spread the Muslim ideology. They openly admit that their agenda is to destroy the president, to destroy this country, and replace it with a Muslim state-ran brotherhood. And that is the agenda behind the scenes because it force-feeds the rest of the world, which is exactly what they're trying to do. See, these people don't want to assimilate into a culture. They don't want to belong to a country's, you know, it's like the old saying, when you're in Rome, do it like the Romans. They don't want to do that. They want to say, fuck the Romans, and you're Muslim now. And if you don't like it, we're going to kill you. And the fact is that a lot of the folks on the left here in America are being indoctrinated by that because they're taking over the West by taking over the culture. How do you do that? You infiltrate the NBA, MLB, sports in general, uh, which is hysterical now. Sports is all kind of like back in their own way. They had a, a pretty decent opening day. What they do? They kneeled against the flag in the anthem. Ratings tanked across the board. Yep. Ratings are in the yep. toilet. Why? Because the silent majority, the ones that are going to go in and vote for Trump again, how, are speaking. They're turning off the tube. We've been this long without sports. Guess what, baby? We don't need basketball or baseball or football. Screw you if you want to destroy this country if you're in on it. Because at the end of the day, you're the ones who are going to lose your money regardless. Because if a socialist communist country does pop into play here, do you really think they're going to let you keep your money? Do you really think that we're going to have the freedoms that we we have in a capitalistic society. No, you're, you're not going to keep any of that. And the bottom line is, if a civil war breaks out, 
okay? And if a racial war breaks out, you know, in, in all that, all these Karens and these, you know, white liberals that are crying, Black Lives Matter, and are so for, you know, the, the whole movement, guess what's going to happen to you at the end of the day? White guy? White girl? Transgender person? Yeah, yeah. they're going to kill you. You're going to be dead. Because you allowed the divisive, you allowed the division to destroy the unity that we had in this country between all of us. You know, when before Obama, even after 9-11, which is a, a terrible thing that happened, but even after 9-11, people as human beings looked at each other and said, you know what, forget the black, white, gay, straight, you know, the differences. We're all human beings. Let's try to help the country out. And we and I saw a unity for the first time in this country that lasted two weeks, but it was a beautiful thing for two weeks. And then, of course, Patriot Act hit, you know, Bush did the, the garbage that he did, and then we had Obama for eight years, which further destroyed and divided the country. Now, I know you have a show coming up, but I did want to have you hear this because I, I did my own connecting of some dots here, you know, during the course of the last uh, uh, couple of days as I'm sitting back and looking at the fires in, in Portland and the eruptions of all these cities uh, that have been uh, happening for the last few weeks. Again, all Democrat-ran cities, folks. And for you liberals saying, Where, where's the president trying to help us? The president's been trying, but there's something called the Constitution, and each one of these uh, you know, states has to have mayors to control the city. Hell, if you're a superhero fan, if you watch superhero movies like Batman or The Dark Knight, you know that in these movies, the president's never shown. It's always the mayor of the city that has to take care of the city, right? In Gotham City, it's always about the mayor who fails. That's because that's based on political reality. I know it's Batman, but it's based on one single reality. You have change of command. Mayors, governors, presidents, right? You have the Congress people, the Senate, you have the three branches of government. It all is a chain of command. The president can go in with executive order and say, okay, you guys are not doing your job? Get the hell out. I'm going to take care of it. But he has to give the state the chance to fix it. Right now he's giving them all a chance to hang themselves because that's what they're doing. And it's lighting up the fires within the people that now we're starting to see the left killing the left. It's, you know, Rush Limbaugh talked about it on his website, big old Rush uh, Rushbow. He, he he openly said that, uh, and also Bill um, um, Glenn Beck talked about it, where the left is not fighting against the left because it's the new age left against the old left, and they're eating each other alive, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. But at the end of the day, you know, the ones that are suffering are the innocent civilians, the infrastructure of these cities, uh, and then there, you know, the mayors are coming forward and saying, "Well, give us money so we can fix it." No, you idiot! Your job was to not allow this to happen, and you not only allowed it, Lori Lightfoot, you not only allowed it, Jenny Dunkirk or Dunkuck or whatever that bitch's name over in Seattle is, you endorsed it. Ted Wheeler, you guys endorsed this kind of shenanigans. You wanted the riots to happen. You wanted the disturbance to happen. You know how I know this? Because when innocent people put their lives on the line to defend their property, you put them in jail, and you let the mob have their way while they destroyed the the, uh, people's fence into the community, while they threatened lives, and because people tried to take care of themselves and save people in their community, they went to jail. And That's how I know. People, for, people are stupid with the George Soros funded 
DA pro, uh, project. That that means district attorney project. Yep. The woman you're talking about in Missouri, she's one of those beneficiaries of all that largesse from Soros. Uh-huh. Same thing with the Atlanta DA. You know, oh, um, well, we have we have a, a Keisha Lawrence, uh, Miss Keisha Bottoms, uh, who's the uh, mayor of Atlanta, who is, let me tell you something, hold on, before you go any further, if you want a, a crooked politician, look no further than Keisha Bottoms, okay? Right. Let me, let me explain to you who this woman is. Besides that she's a socialist Democrat Muslim, okay? Besides that fact. Right. She's a Democrat. Besides that, she grew up in the hood. I grew up in the hood, okay? Now, right. I'm not going to disparage her for that. I grew up in a whole black right. neighborhood. I went right. to all black schools. I have black in my family. I also have a Chinese great-grandfather. I have a very mixed background. But I understand right, right from wrong. She grew up in a ghetto, okay, which is understandable. A lot of black folks do that. They grew up in the ghetto. Till this day... She still has a part of her friends list who openly not only endorse her, but she hangs out with, openly admits that she has smoked weed with people by the name of Killer Mike, who's a gangbanger, T.I., yep. who's a gang yep. member, and T.I., who's a rapper and went to prison for weapons yep. charges and snitched and got away with cocaine and weapons charges. Guess who got him out? Keisha Bottoms. That's His right. friend from high school, by the way. And Keisha Bonham considers them to be part of her entourage that gives her advice. Now, why is the mayor of Atlanta getting advice from a guy named Killer Mike, who's a gang member? Okay. Right. And she is talking about defunding the police, putting an officer in prison who... Not only was he trying to defend his own life, his partner's life, innocent victims in a Wendy's parking lot, he yeah. had to take drastic measures against a guy who broke the law, was drinking and driving, had priors, was under pr probation, broke the law to the point that he was going to go to jail. He knew it. He was nice until the part where the handcuffs came on. Then he started resisting arrest, punched two cops, took the weapons, fired at the guy's face, ran around in the parking lot, had to be shot to be put down, okay, because the cop doesn't know if he took a gun from his partner or a taser, or he knows he's got right. just shot out of the face. He's running around, and it's a split-second decision, but he's yeah. the guy you want to arrest, the guy who's doing his job as an officer? That, that, not only does that demoralize the police department, it shits in the face of honest cops who are doing a good job, keeping criminals off the street. If you want to stop crime, you have to thin the herd of the criminals. And putting a person like Keisha Bottom as the mayor of Atlanta is not going to help. Well, the it's, same thing with doesn't New York. do good. The same thing with New York. You get a criminal, you put them in jail, the they get Rikers, and they're thrown right back out because they don't want them to get the COVID. And right. This whole thing, the whole COVID thing, after... Folks, don't call me a prophet, but trust me on this. After the November election, ain't nobody going to care about no Rona. No. And, there, the uh, and these governors, that, including our governor, sadly, who I had mad respect for up until I saw he played his hand, and he even dissed Trump, I believe, when Trump came to Cleveland, uh, Mike DeWine. He will not get another vote from the Shuff House. 
and that that's four people's vote that he lost. And he he's the guy thirty years ago on August seventh. I went to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I know what that flag says. It's their flag. Uh, one prophet Muhammad, one God Allah, and there's a sword on it. It's a white yep. writing and white sword on a green flag. Mm-hmm. I learned Arabic over there. And I will tell you the real deal on this is he sent me an Ohio flag. He was a state representative back then. I grew up in a trailer park, so I'm a typical white trash boy, right, bro? But here's the point about this. Uh, he drove over to my mother's house and gave her that flag for me to fly over in the kingdom. That's why he's always had my vote and my family's vote because we thought highly of him. But he has played in with all these other governors that are shutting down their states again, trying to screw the economy more. They're already are saying 55% of the restaurants, the places we've enjoyed prior to this, will never reopen. Can you imagine that, Angel? How many lives have just been destroyed over yeah. politics? Yeah. And 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 that's Republican. If both Republicans and Democrats hate somebody so much that they're willing to make the people suffer, then that guy might be doing something right, folks. And that might be the person you want to vote for, mm-hmm. not the person everybody's shilling for. And that's all I have to say on that, brother. But you know, I mean, I, I've always been honest with you about my, my thoughts. Oh no, I know that. That's why we get along so well because we're we're on the same page when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and uh, it's uh, it's incredible how uh, so many people are just so close minded to the facts uh, just because they hate Trump, you know. And uh, again, I'm talking about people even that I, that I know. I've lost friends over this. Uh, people that I thought were legit friends for decades I said, "Oh, I can't believe you're voting for that guy. He's a racist. I'm voting for Biden." And I'm like, wait a second, do you understand this, this, and this? And then they're like, oh, we're not friends anymore. What? Here's, here's <laughs> all I have to say on that. It makes me laugh. And, and I came to a realization. I used to tell people this. When everybody's a Nazi, nobody's a Nazi. And that's the problem with what they've done. This cancel culture is out of control. I, you know, I've had it happen in my life where people try to play this game and that game with me. And I just laugh about it because, first, I don't care what other people think about me. You can't care anymore because they're going to say what they're going to say. Or you think you're going to control your own narrative? Fuck no, and who cares? And, and I, I mean that, Angel. In the end, who cares? Does your family think that? No. Do your friends who actually know you think that? No. So nobody else do I give a fuck about. You know, I don't. I don't even care if my family cares one way or the other uh, about my views, if they like it or not. Uh, I only speak from one, you know, thing, and I speak on facts. I don't speak on made of bullshit. I don't like lies. I mean, no, no I, I'm I'm very straightforward. Go ahead. No, I think you, I think you misinterpreted. I'm not saying that your family knows you're not. No, a- no, 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 no. I'm saying I know what you're getting at. I'm just saying I'm personalizing it to myself in general. I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm just saying that me personally, because I've experienced that with my family members, uh, and again, with friends and family, I'm talking about them in general, uh, I don't subscribe to this uh, family rule where you got to believe what the family believes. I believe in facts. 
I see, uh, you know, people talk out of their ass all the time, but they don't do the research. They don't do the homework. They don't look into what really is going on. You know, what I love about the way you talk about it is because, I, you know, me myself doing the research for, you know, years and years, I know I look like I'm, you know, young, but I'm actually in my 40s. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I have uh, the uh, Ralph Macho disease, where I look a little younger than I am. But I spent a couple decades researching this, 20 years into politics, you know, t- you know, like right. doing my own homework, uh, you know, seeing both lines of the of the equator here, of the equation between Democrats and Republicans, seeing the Tea Party, seeing the the, the middle, seeing the gray area of politics, and I, I'm telling you, right now we're at a moment where the the left has lost their shit, and the reason they've lost their shit is because they've been breached, and they've been breached by the most evil of people and they're doing it all because of power and money and the yep. money's not even american dollar this goes beyond the dollar the destruction of the dollar is the agenda the destruction of this country is the agenda so when you think yep. of oh well you know we you know we have uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank we're going to be okay guess what if you vote for biden you're not going to be okay as you said kaiser they have destroyed within within this year alone. They've destroyed, you know, possibly forty to fifty percent of the companies, the small mom and pop stores, which are never going to be able to get back into their, you know, into their old groove and and to be able to, to do business the way they were doing. Who are never going to get back to sustaining a, a, their own companies. You know, we've lost a lot this year because. Of a in, uh, of political virus. That's what this is. Yeah. That's, now, that's uh, the, I, I told you that I was going to connect heart. some. I told you I was going to connect some dots here for you. Uh, before I let you go, I'm going to do that real quick. Cool. Check this out. And you're the perfect person to ask uh, this question because you know the answers. Uh, where's Obama from? Well, originally depends. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's go with the, the let's uh, go with the birth certificate, which one was fake. I don't it's care. A, easy answer. Easy answer. Easy uh, answer. Don't we don't. Let's not go. Let's not go a long one here. Easy answer. Hawaii, right? No, it's not. No, yeah, no. I, 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 we know that. Yeah, we know that. But, but he claims he was born in Hawaii. Right. Right. That's what. That's the right. claim. Okay, that's all. I, that's all I want. Just I don't want a twenty-five minute explanation why I came from Canada and it's all a lie. We're going with basic logic here. I I don't think I don't think that. I don't okay, think that. it doesn't matter. What I'm talking about is the basic ideology of what people believe about Obama. They say he was born in Hawaii. Okay, that's right. fine. Now the reason I bring that up is because he was also, you know, in Chicago. Right, he's a what was yep. a, a congressman of Chicago. He was a senator, I believe, in Chicago for a little bit. Senator Obama, uh, you know, he, yeah. he, he right. So he was Hawaiian by birth. Let's go with that. And he was yeah. uh, a senator in Chicago. Let's go with that. Yeah, Chicago's yeah. a shithole. We know that. Uh, it got worse as he left. We know that. He did absolutely yeah. nothing to help Chicago. We know that. As president, yeah. what is the one thing he did in eight years? One thing. 
Uh, well, let me see. There's a few things, but the biggest thing, in my opinion, was he destabilized the uh, Africa by killing Gaddafi. And, okay, uh, that's, that's, that's one that military thing. Right, yeah. that's, one, that's military. But one yeah. major thing that he focused on was the transgender people, right? Putting transgender oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. folks in bathrooms, yeah. uh, you know, making uh, this big push for accept acceptance in the transgender community within our, you know, here in our country, which I'm, you know, I have no issues with transgender people. If you want right. to believe, you, you know, whatever, if you want to be a number two pencil, be a number two pencil. That's your business. There you go. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, your chromosomes are male or female. There's no anything else. You can live your delusional mind however you want it. But that's what he pushed for, right? Transgender rights. Eight years, not a single black person can say he did anything beneficial for the black community, right? Nope. But he did a lot for transgenders and gay people. Now, let's let's, let's connect some dots here. Why do I bring that up? He... Originally says he's from Hawaii, right? Right, right. What do they have in Hawaii? Samoan culture, right? Yep. Okay. In the Samoan culture, a lot of people are not going to know this or be aware of this. There's a thing called the Fafafinis. Have you heard of the Fafafinis there, Kaiser? Nope, nope. Okay. The Fafafini are an accepted group of transgender people. Not only are they accepted, they're in the culture as part of the culture, meaning men that are supposedly heterosexual marry these transgender men who have not even had surgery most of the time, and they deal with them as if they were women. Now, why is this important, and why do I bring this up? Maybe a little bit of dancing, Ellen. Well, hold on. The Fafafini... (laughs) Well, dancing Ellen is funny and all this, but uh, he was on on Ellen dancing many times, but the Fafafini in Samoan culture are, this is what they are. When the families don't have a female, they turn, and they say they have like three or four boys, right, that are in a family. They turn one of the boys into a girl, literally, okay, since they're very little, they make them live their entire life as a female. Why do they do that? Because Men are stronger than women biologically. So the job that the woman would normally do, they don't have a girl around to do it, they make a guy do it, and they make him believe he's a woman to the point that he spends his entire life brainwashed thinking he's a woman. It's called the sissifying of the male species. You're making a guy into a woman. That is exactly what Obama started in this country. That's why you've seen over the last 15 years the pussy fine of the American male. And I'm going to say it straight up. Okay? This country is full of pussies. Yep. Okay? And when I say that, I say it very loud and very clear. Men have become vagina face pussies in this country. They don't stand up for their own rights. They bow down and cower down to whoever oppresses them. And I'm talking about white men who are now, you know, they have this, oh, we have to bow down because we've been with white privilege this entire time. They're beating you over the heads with it. They're suppressing your reality, which is, hey, we're all equal, black, white, it doesn't really fucking matter. But they're making you a 
pussy. They're doing it to you. They're doing it to your kids. They're indoctrinating you into believing this agenda that it's okay to be, you know, a, a, a sissy. It's okay to dress like a woman. It's okay if you want to live your life that way. Because guess what? It's, you know, it's just fine. It's it's going to be part of our new culture. And they're doing that for multiple reasons. One, it's easier to break up homes, right? Yeah. You can break yeah. up a household. You can destroy the nucleus of the family by doing yep. this. There's no more accepted reality where a child needs a mother and a father. No, now you can have uh, two dudes who are, you know, sucking each other off and they're, you know, raising their kid. Right? Yep. And what do you think that kid's going to come out to? Okay, you, and then you have then you have these liberal, super progressive, idiot mothers who watch RuPaul all fucking day, and they take their three year olds, put them in front of the TV, when their brain is a sponge and picks everything up. What do you think that three year old boy is going to become when he's five? Well, that three year old's going to realize. Look, RuPaul makes my mom laugh and and joke. You know, I had never had a father. And and at 17, I joined the military. Best thing I ever did because I got mentors and I learned how to be a man. Exactly. But I didn't watch soap operas all day. I went out exactly. and played with the boys. Exactly. You know, used to, we used to chase girls. That was the thing we did. Look at what we have now. You know, and I'm I'm a, a groper from way back. You know this, man. I, I used to shit post all the time, and there's an art to shit posting. But the reality is, man. Um, I like to be cozy, but back in the day, man, we were all out hunting ass. You did too when you were young. We've talked about this. I we still try now. <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm married 26 years. I don't have I'm to do not. Tell. I yeah. love going out and meeting girls, and and I want to say girls. I'm talking about over the legal age. I'm not talking about you know, this uh, Joe Biden pedophile island type of shit. I'm talking about right. women. I love women. I have nothing against women. I adore women. My mother was a woman. Yeah, I loved yeah. her to death. Yeah. I have sisters. I have cousins that are women. Women are the shit. I love them. But here's the problem. Yep. There's a lot of crazy women also that are proponents of this liberal left. And these crazy bitches are deep within the liberal community. They're socialist Democrats. A lot of these are called Karens. You see them on YouTube making yep. up uh, you know, all kinds of like craziness, yelling. They're part of Antifa. They're part of the Black Lives yep. Matter uh, organization that are pushing these crazy agendas. They infiltrated yep. Congress. I mean, do you not think that, that Hillary Clinton it's not a, it's not like eating snatch half the time. Come on, let's be real. Oh, she, her you know, and Janet Reno were known muff divers together. Right. Let's just be honest, folks. I mean, and, and for those pussies out there who are so you know mad at the president, I saw this on CNN and NBC uh, in 2015-2016 when the audio came out of him talking with uh, Billy Bush. Oh, how dare this president go on in, in a hot mic and, st- and talk about grabbing women's vaginas. And of course you hey. said pussy. Guess what? If men never grabbed the pussy, you would not be here. Because that's how sex yeah. works. At some point or another... In a sexual situation, the man's going to reach down and say, okay, there's no penis here. There's a vagina. I got a handful. There, yeah, and, and there's, <laughs> there's a little button that needs to be swirled. Yeah, I know, man. It, you know, it's ridiculous. Shit, it's ridiculous. They, 
It is, and and it, you're exactly right. It's the pussification of Americans. I, I will say this. My son, I'm very fortunate. Uh, he's an Eagle Scout, uh, just like I am. Um, he's also a Marine. So I think I did pretty good with him. And, uh, you know, I've mentored a lot of young men. They've all done really well during the military and whatnot. Living their own lives, got their own women. Some of these dudes were like, when they were younger, they'd be like, man, I can't find a girl, this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, dude, chill out. One will find you, and you'll know it when it happens. And you're not going to find them in a bar. You're not going to find them anywhere like that. You're going to bump into somebody, and there's going to be that aha moment. But here's yep. the one problem kids have now that we didn't have. You could go out with a girl, everything goes fine, and she has regret that you had sex with her or she had sex with you, whatever. Uh-huh. Whatever. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, she's saying you sexually harassed her or something. Yeah. That wasn't in the playbook back in the day. If you regretted having sex with a woman or she regretted, you'd laugh about it and be like, yeah, man, we won't ever do that again. And we talked it out as human beings. But that's not the way it is now. That is not the way it is now. Now everybody wants to do something to ruin somebody and to be a victim. I'm sorry. Everybody's a victim of something, including yep. me and you. Somehow we've been victimized. But you can't ruminate and live in that victimhood there comes a time when you have to man or woman up and you have to realize you know what i screwed up too they screwed up we'll talk about it maybe maybe we won't but in the end this made me stronger for going through whatever you know? but you know that you that, me, that cancel culture that me too culture all comes from hollywood and it comes uh, from people that are uh, let's just say dirty themselves who so have a lot of skeletons in their closet and we're seeing that you know, Hollywood has been eating itself alive over the yeah. last uh, year. And it, it's funny because it takes me back to the 90s where uh, Ice Cube came out with a song called Burn Hollywood Burn with uh, Public Enemy. Remember that? Burn Hollywood, burn Hollywood, burn, burn. And we're seeing it. Hollywood's been burning itself alive because of the fact that there's a deep swamp of pedophiles and, and evil disgusting perverts out over there in Hollywood and for years have taken advantage of children and have yep. molested them and have destroyed lives and I applaud people like Corey Feldman who have come forward and given names yep. to his attackers because that's that's a brave thing to do to come forward and say yeah this guy raped me this guy raped yep. Corey Haim these people are involved and, and, and he's not just saying it now he's been saying it since like 1989 when the federal yep. government went to talk to him, and they asked him questions, when the police asked him, and he came forward and said, yeah, I've been molested, I've been raped, and all they wanted to know was, uh, did Michael Jackson touch you? No, he never did anything to right. any of these kids. But people in Hollywood were doing it. Why didn't they go after those people? Because they didn't care. Their agenda was to tear down a guy who was actually doing good in Michael Jackson, who was a yep. victim himself of a lot of these individuals in Hollywood, who when he started to speak out against them, what they do? They turned on him. He became Wacko Jack overnight. He, they destroyed him. A guy who was suffering from diseases as Vitiligo. We know that for a fact after the autopsy, but they made fun of him. They called him a wacko, right? Yep. A guy who was sick, who gave his life performing for you people out there who loved him. And then you all turned on him because the media told you he was a freak, right? But the biggest yep. freaks are the one pointing the fingers at him. 
and now well, that's all coming to light. Well, remember when you, you we have four fingers and a thumb. Whenever I point a finger at you, I have three fingers pointing back at me. So that yep. means I better be correct when I'm pointing a finger at you. And if I'm not, I better be the man that can say, you know what, I did this. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. See, that's a man. That's a man. A man can admit they make mistakes. Men make mistakes every day. Yep. And so do women. The thing is, you have to be able to accept, I made a mistake. And oh, that's it. Look, Michael's a great example of that. Rest in peace, by the way. He, you know, in in the '90s, he was falsely accused by a guy who just wanted to take his money and use right. his son as a prop. And that the son even came out years later saying, "Yeah, I never was abused. It was all a lie. My dad made it up." And then shortly after, the dad committed suicide because he was like, he he went bonkers when the truth came out. And that's Jordan Chandler. So that is official. That happened, okay? And then in, in 05, when, again, falsely accused because of her money, a kid was dying of cancer who was on his deathbed miraculously didn't die. He's still alive now, so I guess Michael cured him somehow. Uh, you know, what, how did that happen? Uh, but on his deathbed, supposedly, he wanted to meet Michael Jackson, right? So Michael went and met him. He became friendly with him. Uh, Chris Tucker was one of those, like, yo, this guy tried to reach out to me. You might want to be careful. Chris Tucker, we know, uh, has had a, a, a like a couple of trips uh, on the uh, jet there for Epstein, so he's a little questionable. But uh, when people try to warn Mike, Mike said, "Well, he's dying of cancer," and next thing you know, he's being accused of some shit. But what did Mike do? Mike didn't take his lawyer's advice like in 1990 and say, "You know what? Just pay it off so they can go away." He said, "No, fuck that. I'm going to trial. I'm going to prove right. my innocence." And what did he do? Went to trial, proved that they were lying, proved that he was innocent. Nothing matched up including forensic that took pictures of his private parts, didn't match yeah. anything the kids were saying, nothing matched, they found no evidence in Neverland, which, by the way, they stormed Neverland Ranch, they forced oh, yeah. his way in, the way in there without him knowing they were coming in, they searched the entire property, found absolutely nothing worth saying he was a pedophile. Then, he, when he was acquitted, Poor Mike went danced on the top of a car and then lost his fucking mind, died a few years later. A broken man. Because that's what they yep. do to these people. They once they have it enough of your of you and when you try to do some good in the world, they break you and they destroy you and they go after you. And they do what Nancy Pelosi said in a, in a very large slip up when she talked about the wrap up smear. And that's what they did to Michael. That's what they're doing to, to Trump, who ironically enough is friends with Mike. Uh, you know, that's what they do when they don't want you around anymore. And they did it to Roger Stone. They, they, yep. they did it to Karvanov. They do it to people that get in the way with their agenda which is, again, world domination, world superpower, supremacy over mind, matter, and thought. When you go against their ideology and their thinking, you're going against the grain, and you must be removed. This is why Tupac's killers were never found. This is why Michael Jackson was driven to insanity and driven to the the drugs he was driven to, and and at the end he died. This is why these things happen to people who are actually important in the world and who get smeared and lied upon by the media. I heard recently on a radio broadcast, there was a, a person who looked up to Tupac in the sports industry who said that he was a hero of his. And the uh, the, the media started saying, yeah, well, look, he's looking up to a rapist without even knowing the facts of the case. Yeah. Tupac it, never it, raped anybody, first of all. The fact of the case was he went to 
prison, okay, in the 1994, for touching the ass of a woman. That's, that's yeah. what they, they charged him with. A woman who the night before, this is how she was introduced to him, she was told that he was in, the, in a club to go up to him by a person named Haitian Jack. That's a street name. Haitian Jack sends her to Tupac while he's on the dance floor with another girl, and he's just there minding his own business. She gives him oral on the dance floor. This is a known fact. Okay, right. she literally performs oral sex on this guy on the dance floor while he's there, and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" But he, as a man, you know, a young guy, he's like twenty-two at the time, twenty-three, whatever. He's like, "Yeah, well, blow me, whatever." You know, he's not yeah. thinking about that kind of shit. So what happens is she decides, "Oh, I'm gonna go home to the hotel with this guy and his friends." She decided that. They didn't decide it. You know how I know she decided because they were already at the hotel when she decided to show up an hour later. So it's not like he brought her and dragged her along. No, she said, I'm going to go fuck these guys. And then what happened was she got there. Tupac was asleep, right? So the right. friends who were there said, hey, you want to get freaky? She said, sure. He wakes up, sees them all in bed. He's like, what the hell's going on? How did she get here? And then when she leaves, she gets mad at him and has him arrested. While the other yeah. guys who were involved, who actually had sex with her, nothing happened to them. But he gets charged with rape. He never even touched her. And the official charge originally was he touched her ass. And because of that, they wanted to give him four years. That is a setup, folks. That is what that was. And, and he got set up because Tupac was talking against, again, liberals. He was said in one of his songs that it's not them who's killing us. It's us that's killing us. Killing us, yeah. He's, then, he's talking about white people not killing black people. Black people are killing black people. Black on black crime. That's what he was right. talking about. And and that's why Black Lives Matter right now. They can't say they they hate it when people say all lives matter because they're talking about specific people who have been killed by the popo. Because you know, a cab. All cops are bastards. You know, I was a federal cop. All right. cops aren't bastards. If I was a bastard, you and I wouldn't be friends. And most cops I know aren't bastards. Yeah, I've met some assholes. Everybody does. In yeah. any work that you do. Even in the radio. I, I, I got beat up by cops. You know that. You know the story. I, in the 90s, I, late 90s, early 2000s, I, I mean, I've had incidents with the police. I got beat up by a, a couple of cops in Sweetwater uh, in, in Florida. But it doesn't mean that all cops are bad. I've also had great yeah, things done to me, uh, for me, by the police. I mean, I'm talking about, like, they've, I've had officers go out of their way to help me, both when I was a kid and when I'm older. Right. So, I mean, I, the, it, it all goes back to the notion that we have to deal with all these cases. Yeah, it's the George Floyd incident or the Brooks incident in Atlanta or any of these, uh, you know, you know, murders that happen uh, or deaths that happen. We have to look at it as case by case. And I yeah. tell you, every time I do that, Kaiser... About 80% of the time, the reason these people are killed is because they resist arrest, they go after weapons, they punch the police. This is not acceptable behavior, people. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Chinese, whatever. If you punch a police officer in the middle of an arrest, he has every right to defend himself. If you go after his weapon and you try to shoot him, he has every right to shoot you. You know why I've never been shot by the police? Because I don't go after weapons. 
I'm a big guy. What? I'm a very imposing indi- uh, individual. I can. I had a cop who pulled me over once. I had weed in my car. He let me go. I told him I had weed in the car, and I, I stood. I towered over this guy by almost a foot. I could easily have whooped his ass. But you know what? I, re- I was respectful. I was honest. I told him exactly what was going on. I opened the door. I said, "Officer, I don't mean you no harm. You can look at my car." This is what I have. This is what I don't have. I'm an honest person. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I smoke some pot. So what? You want to put me in jail? Let's go. I go down. I'm not even going to resist. And he right. said, he was like, what the hell? I mean, he was mind blown. Yeah. Well, because I, I was is, honest. I'll say to close it out, what you just said, Chris Rock summed up in a video. I think it's about a five-minute long video and how... Not to get your ass beat by the police. Exactly. It's the most hilarious video, <laughs> but alive it's right. Like, don't hang around with crazy bitches <laughs> or angry Correct. bitches. Correct. Don't hilarious. hang around with crazy, crazy individuals who are going to get you shot. Don't do that. Hang around <laughs> with normal people. Uh, Kaiser, I know you got your show after uh, mine here coming up in about 20 minutes. Do you have any uh, guests, Any uh, anything you want to you know, promote real quick before I let you go? Oh, sure. Uh, today, for the first 30 minutes, Kate's going to run through the Oda loop. You guys will find out all about that. And she's also going to run down uh, some uh, situational awareness uh, items that everybody could use uh, to cool. the knowledge of. And then um, we'll see where it goes after that. All right. Very, very cool. We'll see you in about 20 here on PSN Radio and SoFlow Radio. And uh, we have some big news for Kate also apparently coming up, right? Hopefully. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. So that's a little tease for all you listening yeah. in. Listen in. It's, uh, it might get a little bit more than just uh, some uh, talking points. You might get a little there bit more go. than that. My friend, thank you for right. call, uh, calling in and joining in and uh, giving us your two cents. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, or hearing you in 20 minutes. All right. God bless, brother. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, right. brother. And there you go, Bye-bye. folks. That's the great Kaiser from Kaiser Talk Radio. If you haven't heard his show, phenomenal. Great. You're going to love it. Listen to it. Uh, he's on point. He's uh, you know ex-military, ex-police. He knows his shit. Now I'm gonna get back to a couple of clips here because we got 20 minutes, and I do want to get to two more clips uh, before I uh, let you go for the evening. Uh, one is meet the press, uh, which gets me depressed most of the time. But this one was actually pretty good. We had uh, <laughs> somebody from right here in Florida, Pete Navarro, and he was live on the air, and boy, did he let them have it. And I love this because he said exactly what's what's the truth. He said that we have the hardest working president. And I tell you this, this shocked the shit out of me because it's on Meet the Press, uh, MSNBC. And normally you would have them cut somebody like this off who's saying anything uh, positive about Trump but this uh, person I should let him go on Meet the Press and he let him say uh, a few things which are very positive and I think the reason this is starting to happen is because even the lying fake media the fake news are starting to wake up they're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and they're seeing folks it's all bullshit. A lot of them are in on it. Some of them might not be in on it. Some of them are just following the long, following along like good puppets. I don't know what, which this guy falls into. I'll be depressed. But I love what Pino Navarro had to say. Check this. Signing a series of executive orders after his own negotiators failed to make a deal. 
It was a disappointing meeting. This morning was a disappointing, I don't care what rose they try to pin on it, it's got a lot of thorns. We did not make any progress today. But with a nation in crisis. What's at stake for my family is being able to stay who we are, being able to maintain the life that we have. The limited actions are likely to be challenged in court as President Trump takes on powers constitutionally granted to Congress. Maybe they'll bring legal actions, maybe they won't, but they won't win. 30 million Americans are set to miss another benefits check this week. An eviction moratorium expired last month for millions more. The Small Business Paycheck Protection Program lapsed on Saturday, and some student loan relief will expire at the end of September. President Trump's action sets a weekly unemployment benefit at $400. Why did you decide on $400 when previously families were receiving $600? Yeah. That will be a hardship for many. What do you say to them? Well, no, it's not a hardship. This is the money that they need. This is the money they want. And this gives them a great incentive to go back to work. The president says states, many of which are dealing with budget gaps and pleading for more federal support, must contribute 25% in order for Americans to qualify. Which governors have told you that they would sign on? Well, if they don't, they don't. That's up to them. Among the other new orders? Deferring the payroll tax for workers earning less than 100000 a year, a move opposed by many congressional Democrats and Republicans, suggesting federal agencies consider some eviction protections and deferring student loan payments. The Constitution does not give the president power to either appropriate or tax without Congress. President Trump once promised to be a deal maker. I'm different than other presidents. I'm a deal maker. I do hundreds of deals. I deal, the deals come out of my ears. I do deals. I mean, you have to do deals. We don't want to do the executive orders all the time. It wasn't supposed to be about executive orders. You have to bring them like Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. You have to bring them together. But now a deal is elusive, with the two sides trillions of dollars apart on a wider package, which Democrats say should include money for schools reopening, for virus testing, and aid to cities and states. I said, come back when you're ready to give a higher number. At his golf club this weekend, the president spun the facts. Both. So, now I'm going to stop that right, right there real quick uh, before I continue it. Notice uh, right off the bat, he lied about a few things. Uh, he is saying uh, that the president uh, is doing something that's unconstitutional. He has constitutional authority. Once the Congress and the Senate are not uh, on the same page and they can't come to an agreement, there is an executive clause in the Constitution that allows the president to do exactly what he did. So constitutionally, he is actually in his right as commander-in-chief to pass the law that he did. This is an executive power that he has. Now he has allowed the Congress and the Senate to work for days and days and days, and nasty Nancy Pelosi does not want to agree to a deal unless $2 trillion extra are added, which does nothing to help relieve the issues at hand. It goes into feeding the Green New Deal. It goes into feeding the people that are going to help give her more money. It goes to feed schools and education, which we need. But guess what? They got a big bill out last time, right? They got a huge amount of money. And what they turned on and said, oh, we're not going back to work unless they pass the Green New Deal. Well, fuck you then. If that's the way you're going to have it, guess what? No more money. It doesn't help the people that are right now starving. The people that are afraid they're going to be kicked out. 
And that's what the president was addressing. And another lie they, they spew on here, they say, well, you know, the, this is uh, something that the uh, the whole thing uh, against being evicted. It was something that was passed, you know, weeks ago or the note, it was 18 weeks ago, 11 weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah, during the initial uh, package they released, they had a, a you know, memorandum in there which, uh, you know, covered, uh, you know, people getting evicted. But that was only for a temporary time. That either had to be extended because it had expired or you don't extend it leave it expired and people get thrown out of the streets so what the president do is the uh, nasty nasty nancy pelosi and msnbc won't admit or acknowledge is the president said you know what i'm extending that so people don't get evicted so they don't get thrown out of their ass but see they don't want to tell you that part they, they they still want to smear Trump somehow with lies and, and bullshit. And by the way, they're talking about him, you know, being at a golf club uh, resort in New Jersey, where he was working. Just because he, you know, it's at, at a golf club that he owns in Jersey, doesn't mean he's not there working. He's not golfing. He's doing press conferences and all kinds of stuff because he's in New Jersey, right? He was traveling. He's been traveling this entire time. And here's the rest of this clip. Check this out. For 20 straight weeks, unemployment claims have topped 1 million shattering historical records. The single greatest three-month period of job creation in American history. And on the virus. A pandemic, which is disappearing. It's going to disappear. I want to ask you about a few of these provisions. Um, Some of them look legally dubious here. Are you confident? What gives you confidence that the president has the power to decide when to postpone the collection of taxes? Well, one of the things I've learned here, Chuck, uh, at the White House, going through a lot of work on executive orders, is what we have the statutory authorities to do. And I'm confident that every single one of those orders which cleared through the Office of Legal Counsel uh, will stand up. Uh, If you look, for example, uh, at the eviction uh, and foreclosure language, uh, in your opener there, you, you noted the words, shall consider. Well, that's how you have to write it, but... Everybody knows in that bureaucracy that you damn well should do it, and they will. So there's that. Uh, the payroll tax uh, cut, uh, we clearly have the authority to do that. That can be done easily uh, through the Treasury Department. And I would note that uh, in 2012, uh, Nancy Pelosi was a strong supporter of the payroll tax cut, and Barack mm-hmm. Obama used uh, bonds funding to make sure that, that Social Security was not harmed in any way. And President Trump, there's nothing more uh, strongly than he supports is the integrity of Social Security. So each of these provisions work. Uh, it's yeah. unfortunate that these negotiations to date um, have failed. But, I mean, look, this should be easier than it is, Chuck. We've got two sides. You know, one's at one tray and another's at three tray. And the first thing you have to do is agree on some number in between. Once you do that, step two is figure out within that what you both agree on, something like a twelve hundred dollar yeah. check to every american and then what you do is right. you, you trade off on a, a go back and forth across the table what you want respecting each other's red lines you don't make the republicans play for planned parenthood or platforms for example this should be easy the question we've had watching this unfold the question the president has is is whether the democrats really are sincere when they come to the table and and i'm not sure it doesn't help when, when uh, Speaker Pelosi goes out after every day with right. her scarfs flying and just beats the heck out of us, 
uh, for being being cruel people when in fact you have well, a let me president. Up, but, but let me Dr. Just say Navarro, one, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, go let ahead. me ask you this. Where is the president? Why was he at his golf club all weekend? Why isn't he negotiating? Look, I, I understand yeah, you guys me, don't like each other. That. That, that Nancy not, Pelosi and the on. president. Well, where is he? Well, Why isn't he involved? Look, you have to understand, this is the hardest working president in history. He works 24-7. He can be in Bedminster, Mar-a-Lago, the Oval Office, or anywhere in between. He can be at the Whirlpool factory like we were in Thursday, celebrating uh, working men and women benefiting from tariffs. He's working 24-7. The problem here, the problem here is Capitol Hill, the swamp, the two, two houses that are too far apart. I mean, the Lord and the Founding Fathers created executive orders because of partisan bickering and divided government. That's what we have here. But the president's taking action. His constituency, let's be clear, his constituency is mainstream Republicans, blue-tower Democrats, and independents who are sick and tired of the swamp. And he reached out and he took action. I want to start with something Peter Navarro just said. He said, in negotiations, um, one side has one number, the other. and he said, there needs to be something in the middle. And when I heard that, I thought, well, that sounds like potential progress. Do you, did you hear that as, as suddenly the White House wants to move to the middle? Because that doesn't seem to be what Mnuchin and Meadows did. Uh, Chuck, let me just tell you, if that is the standard, we've not only accepted it, we've offered it. Uh, we were at $3.4 trillion in the bill that Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats passed 12 weeks ago, 12 weeks ago. And now we've come down to the range of $2 trillion. They were at a trillion. We've asked them to come up a trillion. It, it does exactly what Mr. Navarro suggested. Uh, we are ready to meet the White House and the Republicans halfway. We've said that from the start. Now they want to meet halfway after the executive decision came out and, and Trump had to do what he had to do. Now they're admitting that, oh, yeah, well, you know, we just wanted to meet halfway. Uh, guess what? What Trump did is meeting halfway, but it's avoiding the traps and falls of the greed new steel or the Greedy New Deal, or the Green New Deal, or whatever the shenanigans is called. It avoids the, the idiocracy of that stupidity. So, you know, they're not going to give three, four trillion dollars uh, to, you know, just completely move forward an agenda that is going to completely destroy the country. No. The money that the president signed off on is going to go directly to help folks in need right now. While they're bickering and bitching about, you know, getting more money for the greedy New Deal, the president said, you know what, I'm tired of the bickering and the bitching. We gave them four different, uh, you know, bills to try to get through. The Democrats didn't want to move on any of them. So when they're saying, well, you know, we've always wanted to meet in the middle, that's a lie. Because they, not only did Trump meet you in the middle... Three point five trillion, two point something trillion. He went a little bit above the middle, and yet they're still not giving him credit. They're still saying he's wrong. They're still saying that they need him more money because, again, it's going to feed people that they want to give money to. It's spreading the wealth, destroying the economy, destroying the dollar, destroying the country, and giving more power to Pelosi, more power to her. You know her. Funding uh, oligarch, uh, evil master puppeteers that are behind her and in her agenda. Giving the money to the wrong people that are destroying the, the world. Not only the money, because that's one thing, but the devaluation of the dollar. The currency 
is with the Trump district because it destroyed that, it destroyed the economy, it destroyed the U.S. as we know it. And that, folks, is their agenda. And if that isn't enough to get you to vote for Trump, uh, there's one person above all who has, who has not accepted the 2016 election, who keeps opening her mouth with stupidity, and that's Hillary Clinton. And check this out. This is also on, on MSNBC. Hillary Clinton, who cannot keep her trap shut. Just listen to this retarded woman talk about Trump. There's no doubt about it. It's uh, most likely, as even Republican senators have said, unconstitutional uh, bypassing the No Republican has come out saying it's unconstitutional. Line number one. To uh, spend money that he has no authority to direct. Um, but it's also meant to be... Lie number two. Constitutionally, he has executive power to do exactly what he did. So she's lying right off the bat. Her first couple of things she says, bullshit. Big diversion from the hard work the Congress should be engaged in to provide the kind of relief uh, that tens of millions of Americans need. Uh, we're still in the midst of this uh, pandemic. Uh, sadly, we didn't take the steps for long enough to try to bend the curve, except in a, a few places uh, around the country. Uh, so we're still coping with it, and we can't act like it is. Yeah. Uh, Republican states, uh, they didn't have massive riots, uh, for example. They did pretty damn well. Democratic states who have all the riots, uh, they're having the spikes, and the idiots who go out and riot during the pandemic are doing nothing but spreading it. Uh, New York, Portland, Seattle, uh, the list goes on and on, Atlanta, Florida, right? I mean, it's uh, very simple. Look at the people, the mayors and governors, all Democrats. You have uh, Cuomo in New York who put uh, sick COVID patients with elderly people and had them die. This Gretchen uh, chick, who they're now trying to say might be the VP candidate, she did the same thing in Detroit. I mean, these are people that are not in favor of us living. They want to kill us, folks. People are still unemployed in great numbers. Small businesses have been shuttered, are, are gasping for help. So the Congress needs to act. Um, but I think there was something else very significant in what uh, Trump did the other day. Basically, he signaled that uh, he's going after Social Security and Medicare. Uh, I don't know if he understood that. You never know what he knows and doesn't know about how the government operates. But basically, he was talking about ending the financial contributions we all make into Social Security and Medicare through the payroll tax. So, yes, it was a stunt, most likely unconstitutional. He doesn't really have the authority to do what he tried but he sent a signal to voters that, you know, if you were unfortunately uh, unlucky enough to have him be president again, you can watch what he's going to do to Social Security and Medicare. And it's going to hurt um, not just elderly Americans, but every American. Folks, there is no truth in any of that. I've, I've gone through this uh, thing for the last 24 hours. I've been through the, uh, the bill that the president has passed. In no way is this going to hurt Social Security or the elderly. In no way. She is lying through her teeth. Once again, part of the wrap-up smear to destroy the election coming up to help rig the election. 
And again, she supports Joe Biden, a guy who we know for a fact is creepy. We know that he likes to smell women, likes to tell young 14, 13-year-old girls they have nice tits. Right? He's a groper, possible rapist. He's had many allegations against him, and he's corrupt as shit. We know that about the whole thing with Ukraine and his son. Part of the Obama administration put more blacks in prison than anybody else in this country. That is the person she supports. Because again, remember, this is a woman who is a Goldwater girl who is a racist herself. She, like Biden, called black teenagers super predators back in the early 90s, mid-90s, when her husband, Bill Clinton, took office and signed the bill into law. The crime bill written by Joe Biden. This has been an agenda to destroy the black community, to replace the black community with the Muslim Brotherhood in this country, to replace the the family structure that we've had in this country, folks. It's a dangerous time we're living in. Please take care of yourselves. I'm all out of time, unfortunately. Stick around for the show coming up here with Kaiser. It's going to be a great one. Till next week on Sunday nights, uh, this is Angel Espino from Inside the Jackal's Head. Begging you all to please stay safe. Stay COVID-free. And by all means, remember November 3rd, you have to vote for Trump. Whatever you do, it's clear as day right now. The left only wants to destroy. That's all they want, folks. They want nothing else but that. They are and will be the enemy. Good night, folks. I'll catch you next Sunday.